talking about welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of bucket of chum the shark movie podcast and as always i am your host steve coates what you just heard was the brand new theme song for bucket of chum a huge shout out and a big thank you to mike troublecock he was in a punk rock band in the 90s oh well he's still in the band called the killjoys they're from canada uh he's done some composing for movies like the fight machine crabs ouija shark 2 which is coming out in july so a huge shout out to him thank you so much for that theme song it absolutely fucking rocks um i don't know about you guys gets me hard every time i hear it so yeah keep that shit on repeat oh so happy to be back I just want to say thank you to everybody who sent me messages of support and asking how I was doing and everything. And yeah, it's so good to be back. And I had to do this fucking movie, Cocaine Shark. I Like, how could I not do this for my first, like, fucking comeback, right? So, so excited. Um, yeah, new logo too. New logo's out. Fucking, it's almost like a whole brand new fucking bucket of chum. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so, so excited to be back. Again, thank you guys so much. This week, as I said, we're talking about Cocaine Shark from 2023, directed by Mark Polonia. Um, he also directed Land Shark. Um, he's also directed like Sharkula, Sharkenstein. He's done a shit ton of shark movies. Great movie to be starting back on. No further ado, let's dive into this thing. So the movie starts off, there's a fucking drug dealer. He's making a phone call. Um, then he's kidnapped by this guy named Fuentes and he takes him to this lab where some scientists are like looking at this like crab shark creature and he's uh, held at gunpoint and he's asking uh, where who do you work for blah 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 um, he's, he's just being interrogated trying to uh, he's being asked like where these drugs are like where are the drugs going except it's not Batman <laughs> and uh, so he takes him to these scientists then he meets this guy's boss, um, Garisco. I cannot pronounce his fucking name. I don't. I don't know how to pronounce his fucking name. I have it written down a hundred times in here. I'm gonna probably pronounce it different every fucking time I say it. So just be prepared for that, people. <laughs> so yeah, this guy Garisco accuses the dealer of like double crossing him, and then he's like, "Oh, have you ever swam with sharks before?" And then tells him to jump into this tank with sharks. And, like, this dealer is, like, denying that, like, he did anything wrong. And, I like, we haven't seen anything. So, like, I don't know if this guy is a good guy or a bad guy. Or, I mean, he's a drug dealer, so he's kind of a bad guy. But he's being killed by other drug dealers, so they're all bad guys. I don't know. Doesn't matter. So he makes him jump into the fucking shark tank. And the shark crab... I think it's the shark crab that eats this guy. We see a bunch of creatures... A lot of it's not really ever fucking explained, but yeah, I'm assuming it's this shark crab creature that eats this guy. And every time we see this, like, shark crab creature, it's, I'm pretty sure it's, like, stop motion or something. 
Um, at least in a few scenes, there's some definite stop motion action happening. Um, but yeah, usually when we see it in the water, um, maybe it's some sort of green screen effect with stop motion. I don't know. It looks kind of cool though. It's, it's not CGI. It's practical. You know, I like that. So yay. And then the scientist like leans over to Garisco or whatever. He's like, it's the most efficient killing machine on the planet. Okay. And then we get our opening credit scenes, which are like super nice looking, like very nice opening credit scenes. Got like this white background and then like blood going through water sort of thing or like liquid. Um, I don't know what it has to do with the fucking movie, but it looks really fucking cool. (laughs) And then we cut to our main character, Braddock. Uh, He's got this really dope beard. (laughs) Uh, He's in a hospital. He wakes up. And he starts, like, narrating, like, oh, how did I get here? Like, uh, like just your typical fucking narration. But, like, the voiceover has so much fucking reverb on it. Like, it's so distracting. Like, half the time I couldn't pay attention to what he was fucking saying. Because, like, there's just so much reverb on everything that's happening. It, ugh. And then, like, two doctors come in and say to keep him under or whatever. And he's like, oh, the last thing I need is whatever they've been giving me. And this guy is our main character and like we're flashing back and forth between like four weeks earlier and like present day it's so fucking confusing sometimes and then he does his narration with the reverb and it's just ah it's awful um so yeah the doctors come in to keep him under he passes out and then we go to okay four weeks earlier we see a bunch of like specimens in jars which was kind of cool like we see like an octopus sharks snakes all that just kind of weird stuff just in glass jars and then we get some like voiceover from like some nerdy guy who talks about uh, working for a powerful man making uh, ht25 which is the name of this fucking drug um and then like he gives us a breakdown of the drug like who who gives a shit crisco uh yeah he was the guy in the lab earlier so he talks about him um and then the guy narrating talks about like all the horrible creatures this drug made and then we get, like, a short montage of weird fucking things. Like, there's a, a bat spider, an alien with sharp teeth, and, of course, the crab shark. This guy is narrating, and he says he survives an accident, so we see, like, this mini explosion in the lab. And he basically explains, like, all the creatures escaped, um, including a man-shark hybrid and a winged bat creature with spider legs, which we saw, and the shark crab, uh, called Crab Shark, which... Honestly, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, this is the original title of this movie is Crab Shark. Like, it fucking has to be. Because there's no fuck. You cannot tell me they wrote this script with the title Cocaine Shark. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is 100% called Crab Shark beforehand. I'm not doing any research on that. I'm just saying it. (laughs) Uh, So Braddock is on the phone. The other guy on the line says, like, he's going to get an award. So it's like his police captain or something. And, like, Braddock is, like, so, uh, like, nonchalant, I guess, about everything. He's like, oh, another one of those things. And then, like, this dude is like, oh, yeah, too bad we can't give it to you in public. (laughs) Oh, fuck. So, yeah, basically, Braddock is an undercover narcotics officer. This guy says, oh, well, the news says you're dead, so it's time for your next assignment. Blah, blah, blah. Flash forward, uh, Braddock is narrating he's an undercover narcotics officer, like I just said. And then the doctors in this room, whom we can't see their faces or anything, say they need a nurse or something. 
And <laughs> they say, like, oh, yeah, he's sitting in his own piss and shit, apparently. And Braddock's like, oh, yeah, no, I can smell that. Yeah, no, I need to clean up. <laughs> like, why hasn't anybody been taking care of him while he's been in a coma? Like, I know like, we later find out, like, he's basically being held captive. But, like, if this, if this is really that big of a deal, like, why is he hooked up to, like, a fucking bag or something for him to shit in? Like, what the fuck? Idiots. And then Braddock starts, like, breaking down all the criminals he's tracking down. So he's talking about Carisco, or Garisco, whatever this fucking name is. Persephone, who we'll meet later, and then Fuentes, who is, like, Garisco's, like, main hitman dude. And then he meets up with, with an informant who tells him he can get him into the organization as, like, some muscle or something. Oh, uh, what the fuck does he, he says? Like, oh yeah, if you want to find your way to the trash, like follow the rats or something. So like he says this before meeting with the informant, and I'm like, okay, that's a weird way to refer to this guy, but who's like literally helping you out? But that's fine. <laughs> so then Braddock is like, oh yeah, thanks. And then the guy's like, will I ever see you again? And Braddock's like, I fucking hope not. And so Braddock leaves the room, leaving this informant guy. They're in like a basement or something. And he hears, like, a weird shark noise. I'm calling it a shark noise because it's a noise coming from a shark. I, It's not a specific fucking noise. Um, and he keeps hearing this thing, and then we get, like, flashes of this, like, man shark, I guess, in the room. Somehow he doesn't see this thing. Like, they're clearly in the same fucking room, but they're playing it off like he's mysterious and can't find him, but whatever. So then after the informant hears this, the shark comes up to him, claws his face, and he's down. We don't really see much in the way of kills in this movie. Like, there's barely any blood or anything. Like, when they threw the guy um, in the shark tank in the beginning of the movie, it's like him standing in front of a fucking green screen and then a shark puppet and, like, a water effect thrown on top of him. Like, there's not really any gore or anything per se, so that's a little disappointing. But, yeah, it is what it is. And then, like, Braddock is talking about one of uh, Garisco's guys, Fuentes, who we saw him earlier. He was the one who uh, threw the drug dealer in the tank. Or, no, sorry, he shot him, and then he fell into the tank with a god-awful gun effect, which was just terrible. But, yeah, that's who he is. Yeah, Braddock is just going on about, like, how tough this guy is. He's like, oh, he took down, like, three hitmen by himself, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, no, who gives a shit? <laughs> um... So then we're um, in a restaurant with Garisco and he talks about uh, meeting this mystery man who was Braddock and he tells this girl to take him under her wing and keep an eye on him and make him feel like family. And she's like, oh, take him all the way under my wing? And he's like, yeah, all the way under. I These characters are just so, like, flat and... Ah, fuck, man. I don't know. It's just... It's so bad. <laughs> it's... I, like, sometimes I can't tell if, like, the characters are shitty or the writing's really shitty. Or both. Because sometimes it's both. But sometimes it's just... Ah, uh, I don't know. Anyways, let's keep going through this. So, they meet Braddock for, like, 30 seconds. And then just, like, basically invite him into the organization. Like, imagine if it was that easy in real life. Like, fucking undercover cops would just be in every criminal organization. Oh, you seem like a decent dude. We've met for 30 seconds. Yeah, that's good. You're in. <laughs> Fuck. So then Braddock returns to this place where he met his informant. I don't know why he's going back. I guess maybe just to tell him he's in. Because I thought like after their last meeting, they said they weren't going to see each other anymore. 
So, whatever. Um, but Braddock finds the body. He kind of just sees, like, the blood on the face where the claws were, if you will. <laughs> and he thinks his cover may be blown, but he doesn't really know. So, he kind of just, like, goes with it. And, like, that's all we see come from this little bit of information. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, this whole thing doesn't did not fucking matter. And then we go back to the scientist dude, the one who survived the explosion earlier, and he's uh, he's stealing HD25, the original compound, and he's on the run, and Garisco obviously wants him dead. But the scientist dude, um, his plan is to like go to the feds or something so he can take uh, Garisco down. So he's on his way to the airport, and he's in like a, a cab or an Uber or something. His driver misses the turn, and he's like, oh, you missed my turn to the airport. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then his driver takes him down like a dirt road. Uh, Fuentes and the driver put the guy into the trunk of the car and they drive off with his briefcase. Braddock has like flashes of memories as he lays in bed and we see some of the weird creatures. So at this point, like he's seen the weird creatures that we've already seen. I guess uh, he's seen them as well. I don't know. It's... This movie's so fucking confusing. The plot is just not there. <laughs> like, things happen. I, I Like, I've already said, like, the Cocaine Shark title, totally thrown on to, you know, monetize off of uh, Cocaine Bear, which is fine. Like, studios and, you know, other places do it all the fucking time. But just, I don't know what the plot was supposed to be because it seems like they've mixed up, like, two or three different movies in here. It's wild. So then we flash back, and Braddock is at dinner with Garisco and the girl, whose name is Persephone. <sighs> Just with these names. I don't know... I don't know... That could be a real name, and that's fine, but, like... It's just so weird. Oh, and also earlier, they mentioned that, like, Garisco is supposed to be, like, from Colombia or something. He's, like, one of the whitest dudes I've ever seen. Like, he is not from fucking Colombia. I am sorry. I'm not doing any research. I am flat out just saying there's no way this actor is from Colombia or any country that he could be mistaken to be from Colombia. Like there's he's white. He's just a white dude. Like it's it's so weird. Like I don't understand why they even added that in there. Like it doesn't add anything to the story. You just make him a drug dealer. Yeah, he's a big badass drug dealer. The end. No other explanation needed. Good god. <laughs> so anyways, Braddock is there. And then he ends up in bed with Persephone and he's like, oh, this is like just what the doctor ordered. So like, yeah, they fucked. He's happy. She offers him some new drug, uh, which is the German name for HD 25, which is like high tome, I guess. And apparently this translates to shark dream. According to Persephone, he agrees to take it. They both down a pill and, it's it's like a hallucinogen, so it's like LSD, I guess, or acid. It's the drug that's we've been seeing in this movie. So he takes it, and he starts having dreams that seem real to him, where he thinks he's a shark devouring everything in his path. And then, like, there's, like, weird dream-like visuals, and we get glimpses of, like, a man shark and, like, just other weird shit. But, like, it's all stuff that happens later on in the story, so, like, I don't know if this drug made him psychic or, like, it's supposed to make you think, like, a shark. Does he have, like, a connection with the shark? Was he a shark? And, like, this is, like, memories he's had? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. They don't fucking explain it. So, if you came here looking for an explanation, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> and then, after all that, 
we go to some girl on the phone at her kitchen table and she's looking at a picture on her phone of the fucking crab shark. And then she just stares at it for a few seconds and then goes out to the water. After a while, the crab shark starts like approaching out of the water. She sees it, just brushes it off and it just walks away. It's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, okay, you have this picture on your phone. You're like, okay, you go to the water, you see it. Okay. And then you're just like, nah, this can't be real. What fucking more do you need? Like, good God. And also, like, unless I missed it, like, this is the first time we're seeing this girl. So, like, her having this picture on her phone, like, out of nowhere. Uh, Again, maybe I missed it. This movie's only, like, an hour and ten minutes long, so I don't know how I could have fucking missed it. But, yeah. Just, like, hey, new character. Boom. Okay, great. So then, she's on the phone with her mom, and I guess she's at this cottage or whatever to, like, recover or relax, uh, I don't know. And she's just like, no, no, no little green men, no pink skies. So, like, I guess maybe she thinks this crab shark is just her imagination. But, like, if this is all in your head, why would you be able to see this photo and then be able to see it in real life? Like, it just, I don't know, it's just, it's just madness. I mean, I guess... If you're questioning your reality and you saw a crab shark, I, I guess maybe you would have uh, you would have some questions. I guess that's pretty believable. <laughs> now we're back with Braddock and Persephone. They wake up in bed after their trip, and then Braddock asks how they make the trip so shark uh, specific, but she won't tell him. Um, she goes to make coffee, and then he's just like looking at his hands and massaging his jaw, which like, would imply that, like, he turned into a shark and, like, did these things, so, like, they're not dreams, they're memories, but, like, we don't really see this come into play. Oh, we kind of do later in the end, I guess, but still, doesn't answer any of my fucking questions. Not at all. And then, now we're with uh, Fuentes, the supposed badass. And again, this guy's name is Fuentes, and again, looks white as hell. Like, there's no way that... Uh, like just why just call him Smith cast a white guy call him fucking Smith that's it that's all you need to do we don't need to add in like Spanish names and be like oh yeah they're from Colombia the world's in enough turmoil about this like let's just make them like regular white ass drug dealers there's nothing wrong with that like come on so he's sneaking up on two guys uh doing a drug deal so like every time we see this badass like he's basically just taking out the competition these two doing the fucking drug deal oh my god so the guy looking to buy he's looking for molly for like his girlfriend or something and the dealer doesn't have any and like basically tells him to buy something else and he's like yo you're not gonna buy anything man then shit i can't do this man look that's how he talks this is an old white dude in a fucking cowboy hat and like a black leather jacket and who's like maybe slightly overweight. I'm just trying to get you a picture of like what this guy looks like versus how he fucking talks and how it doesn't make sense. Because like then like their conversation a little bit later, like they sound like the whitest people ever alive, which is what they should sound like because they are the whitest dudes ever alive. Oh my god. So yeah, this guy doesn't have Molly, but he has meth. So is the guy's like, "Yeah, I'll take that." Listen, I'm not a scientist. I I barely got out of college, but I'm pretty fucking sure meth and Molly 
besides starting with the letter M, are not the same fucking thing. So, like, this dude's just like, Molly, math, ah, whatever, wubba lubba dub dub. Like, what the fuck, man? Oh, God. So, Fuentes uh, finally shows up, and, like, one of the guys is like, oh, hey, who's this character? And then, like, he just shoots them both, and they fall down, and then they're dead. So, he calls Garisco, and then he basically just listens to Garisco, like, exposition his fucking plan. Like, they're, like, this phone call just needed to be like, oh, hey, like, competition's dead. Okay, thank you, good. That is it. But no, we get, like, this whole fucking exposition of his plan, how he's trying to sell H20... He's trying to sell, like, either HT25 or the other compound that makes these weird sea creatures um, for, like, 40% of, like, the U.S.'s drug trade or something like that. That's, like, the basic plot of his plan. Why did we need to hear this plan right now? We fucking didn't. Fuentes didn't need to hear this plan. I'm sure Fuentes already knows the fucking plan because he's already in the organization. This would have made more sense if they had been telling Braddock this. Right? Right? Like, ugh! <laughs> and then later on, uh, Braddock's sitting in his chair at home and we see a news report on one of the attacks. Uh, I'm assuming one of the creature attacks. And as well as the shooting of the drug dealer. At this point, it's, Braddock is becoming, like, addicted to HD25 and Persephone, and, like, because that's all he thinks about. So, now we're with the two thieves who stole the HD25 and are walking to their rendezvous spot, and they find the, uh, the pilot or boat driver or whoever they're waiting for. He's, like, missing his face and an arm. It looked really cool, but, like, it also wasn't there on set. Like, you can see an outline around it, so it's like they green-screened it in. Like, it was just, like, a 2D model or something. Either way, like, it looked really cool. It just, it wasn't practical on set effect, but it still looked dope. And, like, this part was a little confusing because we've seen Fuentes uh, kill that drug dealer, the rival drug dealer in the previous scene, but then... The previous scene we saw him before that, he was stealing this briefcase with the goon. So, like, I don't know what fucking timeline this movie is working on. Or, like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the sequence of events and information that people have is so fucking out there. Like, somebody needed to do, like, a like a once-over for, like, continuity on this script, and I don't think they did once. I <laughs> They didn't even go over it once for that. They're just like, yeah, no, this is good enough. That'll do. And then that was it. That's what we got. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, the scientist that was trying to steal the HD-25 is out of the trunk, and I guess he's tracking the briefcase. I guess it has a tracking in it. Um, uh, so he tracks it down to the water and then realizes he needs a boat. And now we're back with Braddock and Persephone again. They're in bed. And they just kind of, like, bullshit back and forth. And Braddock says, like, he doesn't feel like he's being of good use in the organization yet. I, I think at this point, like, they're kind of basically just drugging the guy because they know he's a cop, I guess. I think that's what's happening. Again, I have to try and piece a lot of this shit together because the fucking movie is not going to tell me what's happening. So, yeah. So Persephone then pulls out some HT-25 and they start fucking tripping. And it's it's a lot of the same. And after their trip, Braddock asks, like, what Persephone saw on her trip. And, like, he's been having, like, really weird trips. Garisco then calls Persephone to come to the lab. 
So she goes, she meets him there, and he's saying, like, things need to change and that they're done with Neil, a.k.a. Braddock, and he needs to be dealt with. So he tells her to get him cleaned up, take him away for a while, no cell phones, and take Fuentes with them because he knows the plan, blah, 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 who cares. This dude plans things, like, and says things that are either, like, nonsensical or just, like, convoluted as fuck. I don't know, man. Grisco's just fucking terrible. He's stupid. hes I don't know how he's in charge of this organization because he's a fucking moron. <laughs> and then we cut to uh, we're on a dock with Braddock and Persephone. Braddock is like fucking clean shaven now. I didn't, when I first watched this movie, didn't even recognize it was fucking him at first. And I didn't even realize it was Persephone at first either until like later on when they're talking. I'm like, oh no, it's fucking these two. Jesus. <laughs> um... So the two thieves, one again, who one of them is Fuentes. And so again, I didn't know that this was Fuentes at first because the sequence of events didn't make any fucking sense, but it is. It's Fuentes and one of his goons. And so like they approach them. And again, this part's weird. Like Fuentes works for Garisco. Persephone knows that. And yet they're doing this weird fucking plan that doesn't make any sense. Like how did they know that Braddock... And Persephone were going to be there when Fuentes was already, like, planning on meeting some guy on a boat. And they were supposed to meet on an island. Like, this is what I mean. Like, if uh, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Unless, like, they there's explanations for all of this. But we didn't see it in the movie. Like, it's on the fucking cutting room floor. Or, like, it got cut out of the script. I have no fucking idea. So then Fuentes asks if they could be taken to one of the islands to meet their associate. Um, but Braddock says, oh, no, sorry, I can't help you. Which, again, is weird because, like, Braddock knows who Fuentes... Maybe he doesn't know who Fuentes is yet. No, but he must because... Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. It's so fucking confusing with the voiceover and the time going... Uh, the flashbacks and shit. Like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> And, oh yeah, when they're cutting, like, back and forth during this scene, like, this sometimes looks like it was shot on a green screen, and then other times it looks real, and, like, they're very much filming on location. It was so weird. I don't know if it was just the way they shot it or what, but I don't know. It was very weird. And then, so the thieves are like, oh, well, that's not going to work. So they struggle with Braddock, and then the fight ends when the second guy comes in and just grabs Braddock. I can't even describe this as a fight. Like a struggle even a struggle would be like too generous of a word for what this was like <laughs> they kind of like shoved each other and were like holding each other for a second then it's like oh well <laughs> that was quite the brawl <laughs> like jesus so braddock starts driving them to the island in his boat he asks which island but they don't know so he's just gonna like take them to the islands and they'll figure it out from there i guess <laughs> like I guess they're just going to go from island to island until they find somebody. I mean, I guess that's the only plan they've got to go with, so I guess that works. Uh, one of the guys uh, spots the crab shark in the water. It hits the side of the boat. They drop their like super important fucking briefcase into the water, and they tell Braddock to go into the water and grab it. They didn't. They only saw like the fin of the crab shark. Like they didn't actually see the whole thing, and they're just like they just kind of brush it off or whatever. So Braddock goes down, he grabs the briefcase, he spots the crab shark in the water, he quickly he quickly gets back into the boat, and then the crab shark starts attacking the boat, so they head for shore. And when they like again, when this thing's attacking the boat, it's 
you know, it's like stop motion in front of green screen sort of thing, or it might just be a puppet in front of green screen, something like that. So again, if you do plan on watching this movie, keep your expectations a little low, (laughs) but again, it's not like shitty CGI. So there's, it's got that going for it. You know, I'd say that's a fucking plus, right? So yeah, the crab shark starts attacking the boat. They head for shore. And then Braddock narrates from his bed that after they reached shore, they ducked out on Fuentes and his friend and then got back in the boat and left. They didn't show us this. They just told us this in a fucking voiceover where it's like, yeah, we left and then this thing happened. And this was the part where I figured out that one of those guys was Fuentes, one of the guys was Braddock, and the other, the girl was Persephone. Because I didn't fucking pick up on that because of just the way things are falling into place into here. So yeah, like that happened, I guess. And then Braddock tells Persephone his plan is to hug the shore as they drive. And then if they see that thing again, they'll just head for land. But like, I'm sorry, but what's the fucking point in this crab shark if it can't walk on land? Like, wouldn't that be like more scary if this thing could like walk on land, like hence having the crab legs? Like, yeah, I guess you could just walk along in the bottom of the ocean or wherever they are, but... I don't know. It just, it seems like if you're going to give something legs from the ocean, then if you want to make it threatening, then it should be able to like walk on land too. Right? Like, I don't know. I'm putting way too much fucking thought into this. Maybe I should write a movie. Should I make a movie? Comment on my Instagram if I should make a fucking shark movie. (laughs) So we're back with a girl at the cottage. She hears a noise and she goes to step outside wielding a hammer. But as she opens the door, someone grabs her mouth. Braddock and Persephone are still boating. They're acting all flirty and, like, having a great time. Like, as if everything didn't just happen. Ugh, so stupid. But then Crab Shark starts chasing them again. At one point, it looked like it jumped on the back of their boat. I don't know if that was supposed to be the case. Or it was just, like, popping out of the water and then swam back down. But either way. Uh, Braddock and Persephone are now at the cottage. They knock on the door. Cottage girl answers the door and, like, she basically just brushes them off. So, like, obviously somebody's holding her fucking captive. They kind of figure that out, right? So they start sneaking around the house, peeking through the window, and then they see someone holding the girl hostage. At first I thought, I'm like, okay, I guess this is, like, where Fuentes and his goon were supposed to meet. So Braddock tells Persephone to go create a distraction. She's like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, I don't know, figure it out. Um, he breaks into this cottage as Persephone tries to think of a distraction. So she's just like kneeling down by the front door, like tapping her fingers. Bitch, do anything, anything. He just needs a distraction. Fucking anything will work. Make a bunch of noise. Flash your tits. I don't care. Jesus. Good God. So yeah, she finally lands on uh, knocking on the door and asking to go inside. That, that was her, uh, that's what she came up with all this fucking time that she was thinking. She's like, uh, oh, let's knock on the door. <laughs> Fuck sakes. So the guy holding uh, Cottage Girl hostage is Garisco. And Braddock is saying, like, he doesn't know if he's being played, like, to set somebody up or if he's being set up. And to be honest, at this point, like, I have no fucking clue either. I have no idea what's happening. Braddock sneaks up behind Grisco with, like, a hairbrush and pretends it's a gun. Grisco tosses his gun. Persephone picks it up. And then he turns around. Braddock has the gun now. And he's like, oh, here, I'll trade you. And he throws him the hairbrush. And Grisco's like, oh, well done. 
Cottage Girl gets the cops on the phone. Braddock takes the phone and tells the cops to come by helicopter because of the monster. Um, he also says, like, oh, hey, this is Mitchell. This is what confused me, because he clearly said... Agrisco told Cottage Girl, oh, yeah, call the cops. And he's like, oh, the cops are already here. Bra I, I'm so fucking confused. because Just thinking about this now. So he said his name was Mitchell. But everybody else is calling him Neil Braddock. They know he's a cop. Holy fuck, guys. I What did I watch? What did I watch? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, he, anyways, he hangs up the phone. Persephone says, oh, he didn't tell them about the monster. And then the cottage girl pulls up the picture on her phone and is like, is that it? Also, why isn't Persephone, like, surprised Neil is a cop? Like, I must have missed a scene, or maybe the movie missed a scene, where she knows this. But again, like, no fucking idea. So, anyways, Cottage Girl is like, oh, is this it? And they're like, oh, yeah. And like, oh, my God, it's real, the monster. She's so excited that the monster's real and that she's not fucking crazy. She starts gathering up all of her meds and then just starts throwing them outside. Like, okay, number one. This is how we ended up with fucking shark crab in the first place, was fucking medications, okay? Number two, just because the monster is real doesn't mean you're fucking cured of whatever reason made you come up there in the first place. Take your goddamn meds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Am I projecting? Maybe. <laughs> so, Grisco tries to steal the gun. Him and Braddock, like, struggle... Cottage Girl gets the gun and, like, fires off a shot and then gives it to Braddock because everyone's fucking terrified of her having a gun. Braddock goes outside and, as he does, he sees the scientist dude running off with the briefcase. So, at some point, scientist dude found this island, got to the house, and is now stealing the briefcase. Cool. Uh, Fuentes' goon is outside and he's eaten by the fucking crab shark. Braddock brings the scientist in the cottage... And uh, Persephone and Cottage Girl are all tied up. Uh, Grisco thanks them for bringing the merchandise. Braddock is knocked down. He's knocked out. And the doctor runs off with the case. Fuentes runs after him. When Fuentes returns, like, the creature had spit on his face. So, like, half of his face is, like, a little fucked up. And then Grisco, like, talks shit about leaving with the briefcase. And then Fuentes falls over and we get, like, a wicked stop-motion, like, face melt. It uh, it looked like stop-motion, but also didn't at the same time, so I'll, I'm not sure how they did it, but um, it was one of those things that did look pretty cool, because it started off with, like, his skin was, like, all glowing green, like, just a shitty CGI effect, um, but then after a while, you could, like, see, like, the gnarly effects under his face, and or I guess a doll or whatever, but yeah, that was, that was pretty fucking cool. I like that. Grisco runs into the creature in the woods because obviously he ran away after fucking Fuentes melted. <laughs> and he is picked up by the crab shark and eaten by it. And, like, the whole time, like, he's holding the briefcase and then he drops it, but, like, it's all in stop motion while the creature eats him. So fucking good. I actually really enjoyed that part. It just very much reminded me of, like, old Godzilla movies or, like, that type of thing. It was so good. After the shark finishes eating him, it sits still for a second. We cut to Braddock and the scientist, and then the thing explodes. And we get some, like, stop motion melting a little bit. And then I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I... 
I guess he also ate the briefcase, so I guess the HT-25... Why would that cause an explosion? Why? Why? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. The more I'm talking about it, and the more I'm thinking about it, it's like, no, yeah, this doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Good God. So, anyways... After the shark explodes, Braddock points at the doctor and says, Now, I hope you've learned your lesson. And the doctor just, like, shakes his head, then they walk away. What lesson? What is happening right now? What are you talking about? This scientist dude was trying to get this shit to the fucking feds. If anything, Braddock fucked this up. <laughs> like, good God. Ugh. Idiot. I, yeah, I don't know what's happening. I have no fucking idea what's happening. So now Braddock in the hospital bed uh, is approached by Persephone and Braddock tries to admit to her he's a cop and she says she already knew. And so like, again, this is where I'm now more confused. They knew all about it and knew he would be drawn to this kind of work that they were doing. But like, he he said that he was a cop in front of her, like in the cottage when he was on the phone. Unless, was he not actually on the phone with cops? Because maybe the cops... Like, oh my god. The Again, the more I think about this, the more fucking questions I have and the less it makes sense. Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah, so there's that. And then she says, like, she can't let him live. And he's like, yep, understood. Like, just immediately accepts it. And again, so nonchalant about everything he says and just, like, really boring. Oh my god. So Persephone gives uh, another doctor a pill to give Braddock and like uh, give this to him after I leave or whatever. So after she leaves, the doctor gives it to him. Braddock looks at the guy and says, hey, you want to see something scary? And the doctor's like, yeah, sure. We cut to the other side of the curtain and we just see the shadow of this fucking shark man eating the doctor. Why? Why? And also, if Persephone was taking HD-25, why didn't she turn into a fucking crab monster or shark man woman thing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The movie just ends with Braddock, well, Braddock shark, uh, wandering in a basement, and then cocaine shark, title screen. I cannot even begin to explain everything that happened in this movie, why it happened. Um, oh my god, like... Garisco, like, is supposed to be from Colombia. Fuentes, I'm assuming, is supposed to be Spanish or something, who's, like, the whitest fucking dude. Good God. I mean, overall, this was a fun movie. I mean, I can't tell you what it's about, what happened. The Like I said before, the only thing I can imagine is that at some point this movie was something else. Maybe they switched gears to adapt more like cocaine bear or this was indeed two movies that they put together either way this movie was you cannot tell me this was originally cocaine shark like it's they changed the title to capitalize on cocaine bear which is fine it's fine i had a good time with it i mean it's from the same director as land shark too and i'm pretty sure i enjoy the shit out of that one this one makes even less fucking sense story-wise but God damn. I mean, it, it's ridiculous as fuck. Like, it is absolutely ridiculous. But the stop motion effects were pretty fun, um, even if they weren't that great. I mean, it's just something you don't really see that often anymore. So I appreciate that. 
overall, listen, it's an hour and 10 minutes. It's on Tubi. Get really fucking stoned and watch it. It's a good time, I promise. Um, but yeah, that is Cocaine Shark from 2023, directed by Mark Polonia. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys maybe next week. If not, I will see you guys next time for another episode of Bucket of Chum. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast or bucketofchumpodcast.com for news, blog updates. You can even listen to episodes there. And I will see you guys soon. Cheers. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.